0: On this week's episode, has there been a shift in the console wars? What could the key industry players have up their sleeve? And what can gamers still look forward to, even with no E3? All this and more, as we once again delve into the Pop Culture Cosmos.
1: Welcome. To the
0: Pop Culture Cosmos. And we're back with another episode of the Pop Culture Cosmos. This is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos, GameSource, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do anything that you can to support us right here at the pop culture cosmos the lakers fast break inside sports fantasy football game source the great guys over at Humanican media at humanica media.com our friends at vampires of vitae wizards and wine Everybody that's involved with Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook, where we're the number one tabletop RPG streamer, and we love our tabletop RPGs because we do it almost all week long. We have some great streams there waiting for you. Plus, we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every day right there at Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. But it wouldn't be a Pop Culture Cosmos without my good friend. He is our own E3 for Pop Culture Cosmos. You got to do what you can to go ahead and support him today at Humanican Media at humanicomedia.com with his great shows still in the archives right there for you wherever we you get your podcasts, the Super B.S. Gamescast and Topicocalypse, plus his great book, which you can get today at Barnes & Noble and Amazon entitled Congratulations, You Suck. It is my good friend. It is Josh Peterson. What's up, man?
1: What's up? How's it going? What's All right, good? man.
0: Well, we have no E3, though. So what we were thinking of doing today is instead of an E3, say, okay, since there's no one particular place this year, and I am missing you, E3, and I think E3 is still the best thing for the industry, we're still going to go ahead and say, what, since there's no E3? What is the video game industry still going to do for this year? So I'm looking forward to a conversation, and I know you are as well, my friend.
1: Absolutely. Let us dive into what is happening.
0: Well, let me ask you a question. Let's get everybody up to speed right now as far as where we're at in the video game industry. In this, I guess now, what, two some odd years in of this current console generation, which is the PlayStation 5, the Xbox Series S and X. And then you also have the Nintendo Switch, which has been out several years. That got a price cut, I think, a few weeks ago, down to about, uh, what, close to the 250 mark. So, you know, people can go ahead and now see it at a lower price. First up, before we get into the big two right now, in my opinion, there's still Nintendo Switches out there that still, it sells. In fact, it sells well. In fact, because it's available and out there, it sells better than anyone else, but it doesn't bring in the dollars that the other two do. So, I want to hear your thoughts. With this price cut, do you think it will? Do you think it will remain an effective seller going forward? For do you think it extended the lifespan of the Nintendo Switch?
1: I mean, it doesn't hurt. It never hurts to find a lower price point. Looking at something like the Nintendo Switch, it is a very family-friendly console and there are you know there, there are plenty of games to play not a lot of physical hardware these days being released but there are a lot of indie titles being pushed out uh, i know and also know that they, they seem to be like the home of the video game remakes you know you have like chrono cross and you've had the various final fantasies re-released um you know even you know they have the uh, Nintendo Switch Online where you could play old Zelda games. So I, I don't know. There's something on that console for everybody. So cutting the price, I'd, I don't see. I don't see it as being a detriment to the console at all. But at what point, you know, does the the magic of a Nintendo product wear off? You know, they had like Wii was a big deal, Wii U is a big deal, and now we're seeing a slower release of games. It's probably due to the pandemic, but we're seeing a slower release of of game like first party games coming out which is probably going to end up slowing down the uh, sale of the consoles which might have something to do with the price cut but i don't know that for sure
0: well i'll tell you what it's still going to be very interesting to see how this plays out and i look forward to going ahead and just continue to watch it and observe it as we do here at game source and of course pop culture cosmos but there is no E3 and i shed a tear because of the fact that they recently canceled in the past few weeks not only the physical but also the virtual versions of E3 for this year saying they need to go i guess and do you know figure out a redo for next year maybe they'll go go ahead and come back to me it is still the the just the biggest thing for the video game industry as a whole and i think I know I had this discussion the other day with Sean Shamrock, who's been on the show, and I really appreciate his time and in, in, in also conversing with me back and forth on this. He was saying that we don't really need an E3. As gamers, we don't need an E3, but for the consumer at large out there that doesn't get the constant feed of information and the fact that the large news entities and entertainment outlets out there they cover this event they cover e3 more than they do anything else in the video game industry and to me that screams that e3 is definitely something that's still pertinent and that could be something still very useful for the industry for years to come
1: so our our first e3 experience was a year before they started letting the public in and that was there was a, a lot of big hype moments coming out of E3 that year. You know, we had uh, God of War was coming out, but there was a, I don't know, the going from that year to the year after, there was a definite like E3 was different, you know, like it was so crowded, you're shoulder to shoulder with people all the time, and I honestly think that letting the public into E3 was kind of a nail in the coffin that was E3, because and it's just not this is not just my opinion i've i've heard this from like multiple sources i've listened to this on podcasts i've read a lot of things where people are saying that there's just no point in going to e3 anymore because they can't get into anything because the public you know because of the public so that being said i you know i love e3 and i love like the big hype moments that it brings but if you think about it with xbox and sony and you know, in the Jeff Keighley Summer of Gaming, IGN Summer Game Fest, whatever kind of funny does, you know, there are other avenues. For you, still get those big trailers popped up online. That you know, you again, all about.
0: those entities you said they're gamer-centric. They're followed by gamers, not the necessarily the general audience at large.
1: Right, but the trailers still pop up on social media. You know, you still get to watch them online. The trade. The trailers are still there, whether it's Instagram, social media, YouTube, whatever. You can still watch the trailers. And I know that it was nice for, like... And even, like, looking at E3 when they started letting, game like, uh, the public in, they were all gamers coming in to play the games and see what was up. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, like, I don't know. It just didn't feel... It, it didn't feel like it once did, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And I know that you had... um places like GameSpot and G4, like they would do their daily coverage of E3. But even those entities kind of stopped doing things like that. Like I remember as a kid watching G4's coverage of all the the Xbox, the uh, not Xbox, sorry, the the console conferences and the different games and the interviews. Well, now that they're back
0: to being a legitimate channel again they're all available now on YouTube TV, plus also they do a lot of stuff for YouTube and other social media outlets, they would go back in full force for New 3 whenever it decides to come back.
1: Yeah, but here's my thought, though. I don't think it is going to come back. I think with all the, you know, you look at like PAX, right? PAX was canceled because of the COVID and all the vaccine regulations. Like, I don't, I don't see it being what it once was. Like, if it does come back at all, I don't see it ever becoming what it once was, especially since you yeah, have PlayStation's no longer a part of it, Sony's no longer a part of it, Nintendo might or not sorry, not Sony, but Microsoft's no longer a part of it. Nintendo, they'll probably be there, but they'll still have their, you know, their video or whatever. You have all these companies doing private private events. So I, I guess I want to ask you, do you think that having a full-fledged E3 would be enough to pull some of these people back? Or do you think that these they kind of get better traction? without being attached to. I don't think they get better
0: attraction by themselves. I think that puts the attention on them that when they think, but as far as from a, again, a general consumer outlet, a general consumer perspective uh, from what I've seen, you know, when, when news comes up on E3 in the past, we would always see it on other sites like Fox, CNN, MSNBC. We would also see it on variety deadline, Hollywood reporter, Yahoo. We would see it on a whole ton of entities, that we would not normally see it on now that things are separated you'll still see a little bit of this and that on some of those websites but you don't see it to the large extent they don't cover it to the large extent they don't give it the kind of coverage to the largest extent that they once did when it was a concentrated event at e3 i think that e3 still has the opportunity to go ahead and with the right magic words bring back in those large entities to go ahead and once again, give them their own spotlight, but still as an industry, give the industry a true spotlight once again.
1: Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd absolutely love to see E3 come back. I think they they would just have to make a lot of changes to the way that they operate Agree. on top of like the regulations they're now going to have to put in place because of COVID and allowing the public to come in and just the outrageous prices that, they charge for somebody to actually have a booth there they need to make it more consumer friendly and more company friendly especially for these smaller indie companies to come off come and show off their their games i don't they just need to change some of their practices you know once again i would love to see e3 come back because i would love to go back down to the convention center and you know experience that again but they just need to there needs to be changes to what they once did
0: Absolutely. And again, I appreciate Sean Shamrock for his thoughts on E3 in the past. If you have thoughts on E3, whether or not you think it should come back, I mean, Comic-Con, let's put it in this perspective. Comic-Con gets so much attention because it is the big event of the year for everything pop culture. And you know, if they were to go ahead and migrate everything over to a Comic-Con, I wouldn't be so sad about that as far as the gaming industry is concerned because they've dabbled a little bit here and there with Comic-Con. But I really think that, or CES. CS, you have almost 150, 200,000 yeah. people migrating over there on an average year with everything okay as far as it's concerned in a normal year. Them going the route of that way and becoming part of CES is great. But to me, it's still about e 3 I think they should go ahead and focus in on trying to bring back and revive E3. I think it's the best thing for the industry going forward. But if everyone out there has thoughts on E3 and you think it should be revived, you think it should be brought back, you think it should get back to where it once was, please let me know. And please let Josh know as well. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. But before we hit the break, my friend, I wanted to go ahead and mention to you that there is, again, we're in the middle of a new generation of gaming. And that is the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series S and X. Before we go really into deep dive on what's upcoming for Microsoft and PlayStation and Nintendo, where do we stand right now with the current set of gaming? It seems like Microsoft is winning more and more and more months on the revenue end. Nintendo's still selling more units, but that's because of availability. But as the maybe the th- things get a little bit better as far as semiconductor wise, maybe things will get a little bit better for Microsoft and Sony as well.
1: This semiconductor thing's weird because remember they kept saying that oh yeah it's going to be better by 2022, not happening you know because factories are still shutting down. There still- for
0: anybody it's leaned towards Xbox.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so uh, are we talking about the sales of the consoles here? Like, yeah, sale, I, the,
0: sales of consoles at okay. this point in time because Xbox Series S has been readily available. Yeah. Xbox Series X is been available in a little bit more, uh, I guess, uh, you know, convenient occurrence than yeah. what has been for the PlayStation 5. You don't necessarily have to try and fight the bots every single time for an Xbox Series X. But it is still not in every. It's still not. You can can't walk in a store yet and find an Xbox Series X. You can find an Xbox Series S, which is the the lesser powerful version of what's going on. People mm-hmm. are seem to be satisfied with that, and especially the fact that you have the you know the Xbox Game Pass. But again, uh, the semiconductor issue is still that's still not been solved 100% as of yet. But It's still something that could get better down the road. Maybe 23, but 24. I'm hoping for something even more available by that time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping so. You just, you know, all these semiconductors come from the same place, so it's hard to say, like, oh yeah, it's going to be better. It's not. I hope it is because you know this this is obviously going to slow down whatever's supposed to rumored to come out next for Nintendo and you know so on and so forth. But yeah, we're we're reaching a point where I think that the bots are not, are, you know, the scalpers are not so much interested in these as much as things like the Steam Deck. But, it you know, as far as sales goes, you're right. Like, I, I walked into Walmart last night, saw a bunch of Xbox Series S's on the shelf. Didn't see any PS5s or Xbox Series X's, but I have seen Series X's at one point. PS5 is the one that I've yet to see on the shelf, and I have a feeling that until, you know, until Christmas or whatever uh, it comes up around the bend here. It happens we're going to still see a shortage of PS5s on the shelf but then again I'm I'm getting a lot of emails saying like hey we're about to drop some PS5s so I think that they're more readily available than they once were but from what I understand the sales of the Xbox are actually leading the year aren't they
0: yeah for Xbox as far as not overall sales dollar amount it's all about dollar amount so they've earned more revenue than the Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch still leads in overall numbers of units simply because of the fact it's been more available and out there. You can pretty much you live in where your neck of the woods out there and my area where I'm at you can go and find a Nintendo Switch a lot easier than the other two major consoles yeah. but the fact that it is being sold at $200 less as far as the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5 compared to the Nintendo Switch and now It's being sold at a $40 rate below what the Xbox Series S is at. It is not earning anywhere near the kind of revenue, even though it is selling more than either of those two consoles.
1: Yeah, well, I think because it is so readily available, I think everybody who wants one, and it's also been out for like, what, four or five years now? So I think that everybody who wants one, has pretty much gotten one by now, and I, I that might be what's causing sales to slow down. Might be what's causing the price drop. I don't know. This is all speculation at this point, but it's not as it's not as much in high demand as the Series X or the PS5.
0: Well, it looks like for right now that again things are looking a little bit better for Xbox and PlayStation at this point in time, simply because of the fact that they are earning more revenue from all their sales than any of the other two console makers. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. For the latest news and information, analysis and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. We'll start with Microsoft. As we head back here to the pop culture cosmos, and I want to ask, uh, and this, and once again, it's Gerald Glassford along with my good friend, Mr. Josh Peterson. Microsoft, Xbox, they have done an amazing job in this generation of turning things around from the bad vibes and the bad mistakes and the poor decisions of the Xbox One. We're now in a much better place, buoyed by the assistance of the best deal in gaming, in my opinion, the Xbox Games Pass. Let me know what's in store for people that you think is going to be announced at the next conference that Xbox has. It is going to be in June.
1: Okay, so so far the only exclusives that we have dated right now would be Warhammer Forty Thousand Dark Tide, which is set to come out on September thirtieth. But looking at what they have announced in the past, you know, including the Xbox conference itself and what happened at the xbox gaming conference last year what do they call it it's not state of play it's
0: xbox showcase it's showcase. Xbox.
1: Yeah, and xbox then or then
0: there's id at xbox for their indie developers right
1: right okay yeah so what what has been i don't know shown at some point is halo infinite co-op what has not been shown is halo infinite like a campaign expansion so there's rumors of that abound on the internet these days Going to Blizzard Activision, so these are all Microsoft Studios. Blizzard Activision, we have the rumored Spyro 4, Wings of Fury. Overwatch 2, we have seen footage of. Elder Scrolls 6, do you think we might see something along those lines? Not, not a release date per se, but maybe some more footage or a conversation about it at least.
0: Well, the thing is now with Bethesda being fully under the Microsoft banner and now Activision, that's the thing I wonder... Are they going to go ahead and embrace Activision fully under the Microsoft conference? I think they're not for this year because the deal's not done yet. It is still going to take about a year, mm-hmm. probably sometime in 2023, before it actually gets fully approved. So I'm going to say that Activision is going to announce their own press conference and do that something separately on that end. Okay. Otherwise, I would have loved to have seen the next Call of Duty on the yeah. Xbox showcase. That would have been nice, or something there coming up from anything at as, as Activision or Blizzard. That's mm-hmm. you know a world World of Warcraft on Xbox consoles. I know is still maybe a, a dream away for a lot of people, but I think that it's something that could revive and invigorate the World of Warcraft whole persona if they've changed that they put it on the xbox games pass i think that would be an incredible way to revive an an old ip such as that
1: yeah so we're you know and they also they own spyro the dragon you know and yeah. they own crash bandicoot we saw a new crash bandicoot we have yet to see a spyro materialize except for the uh reignited trilogy so it'd be nice to see something in that vein but also i know they have a diablo game coming out on ios here soon so it would be nice to see some release. I know that we're going to get footage of Call of Duty at some point during the summer game fest. How or not summer game fest, but the summer game conferences. How it materializes, you know, that's a whole other question. Looking at Bethesda, you know, we have Starfield, definitely Starfield, and I'm sure we'll we'll be shown some gameplay of that. You know, like I said, Elder Scrolls 6 is was announced already, but not dated. So I don't know. I mean, do you think we'll see anything from that, or do you think that'll be something that they'll kind of hush hush? Are you expecting another Fallout game? What do you think? I think, especially
0: with the bad word and the bad results that they got from Fallout seventy six, maybe they should leave that entity alone for a while and let it the uh, you know let Amazon deal with that as far as the television mm-hmm. show part is concerned. Yeah, maybe they should just leave that alone as far as the game for a couple of years. Maybe a little screenshot deal teaser for the elder scrolls would be great the elder Scrolls 6 just to let everybody know that it's on the way at some point in time down the line i think that would be a great idea to go ahead and and make sure that everybody knows that Bethesda's on their game when it comes to microsoft and xbox again the xbox games pass has been a big win for them right is there any games that you've seen already announced that you'd love to see more footage for. I wanted you to go first and, and tell me if there's any games that you're really excited for them that you think could be showcased in this or think that could be presented in this Xbox game shop in this Xbox Game In this Xbox games
1: showcase. So, you know, once again, looking at my list here, you know, I see Machine Gun Games has an Indiana Jones game that's been talked about. That would be cool. Ninja Theory has been showing off Sinwa Saga Hellblade 2 for a while now, and I keep expecting that to drop. And if it's taking this long, it must be a game that's a lot bigger than the original Hellblade. But that is one that I would definitely love to see. Uh, Obsidian obviously working on Outer Worlds 2, but remember Avowed when they showed the footage of that game? That's the one I was
0: going to be talking about. Yes, that's the one I'm looking forward to the most as an upcoming title. Obsidian is so under the radar and -hmm. forgotten about by many gamers. And we talk about Bethesda, we talk about Activision, we talk about their first-party games. But the stuff that Obsidian puts out there has always been good. It's always been quality. Like you said, with the Outer Worlds and the Outer Worlds 2 that they're working on, but it is about is the game I really think that I'm looking forward to the most. That and a game that they're working with that they showcased last year, Somerville. From a studio that's very familiar with the uh, with uh, Inside, if you're familiar mm-hmm. with that game, the Far as the 2D, just very isometric game that looks fantastic. The Somerville game about a family that's been, uh, you know, in the middle of, of an uh, alien invasion. It looks really, really good last year, and I'd love to see more on that or a finality on a date because it was targeted for a 2022 release date. But the game I think I want to see most upcoming is about.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, this this Avowed will be the first official post-Microsoft purchase game that they put out. So I'm really yes. curious to see, like, what what we're looking at here. Not to mention, like, the game looked really cool. We, we get a lot of, like, dark fantasy games, but, you know, outside Elden Scroll, most of them are, like, MMOs, you know? Like, this game actually looks like something I could really sink my teeth into. But
0: I what think you, a lot of it's going to be based off of Starfield. I think that's going to be showcased quite a bit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What are you? How are you feeling about Playground Games uh, and Fable? Like, you think we're going to see get a release date for Fable, or you think it's just going to be like, oh hey, we're still working on this? I think that's
0: a ho oh, hey, we're still working on this. It'd probably be twenty three if they show flashing on it, as far as some type of date on it. And then yeah. they've talked about a reboot or a redo of the classic Forza Motorsports game. And that's something that I think, I don't know if everybody's excited for after coming off of Forza Horizon 5, which was such a wonderful and fantastic game and got everybody's, uh, you know, just got everybody into the racing genre again. I think they've, could this be the height of the heights with Forza Horizon 5? And then this, going into this, doing this, be something that, okay, really it's, it's not, all together new it's just something borrowed they've really just gone to you know just not really done that well
1: so it's interesting it's funny you say that like so turn 10 is who makes the forza games and playground does the horizon series but i played horizon 5 loved every minute of it and then i turned on gran turismo 7 and it was just a car going around a track and like i love forza motorsports but I just I feel like that type of racing sim, unless it's for some type of eSports or I don't know just eSports, I guess. I, like I just if,
0: I just fear they're going to be taking a step back.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean if, if you're if, if that's the type of game you like to play these like heavy racing sims, like i I feel like Forza, you know going from Forza Horizon to Forza Motorsports might be tough unless they really throw something in there that reinvents that reinvents the game you know because we've had seven entries in this series already and i love them you know and i use them when i coach esports we play to seven but there's not really I, I don't know at what point does does it lose its novelty after knowing that you can go race across this giant open world in the horizon series
0: yeah i agree i agree i'm just very concerned that this will probably be something that I think a lot of people will avoid after and just keep on playing Forza Horizon 5. So that's mm-hmm. just a, how I feel on that, but yeah. You know, overall, I think Xbox still has a lot of good things to look forward to for either later this year or 23 and 24. I think the gaming industry as a whole is gearing mm-hmm. towards 23 for being a big year for the whole industry as in and of itself with mm-hmm. right now a lot of games that have been delayed. And continue to be delayed and yeah. it's almost like they're kicking the can down the road yeah. i think a lot of these games we're going to see are going to be pushed back until 2023 at the earliest
1: right because if you look at remember rare games had announced everwild and that game had to go completely back to the drawing board so that's another one that you know we were they showed during the xbox conference and they showed footage of it last year and we still have not seen this game materialize
0: okay
1: um, i agree with
0: you yeah i agree yeah, with you on that
1: and then do you think we're, sorry, I just got two more questions. The Perfect Dark reboot by the Initiative and the Next Gears thing, do you think we're going to be seeing any Do you think those are going to be popping up at all?
0: Well, Crystal Dynamics is helping out on the Perfect Dark game. And they've already announced since the sale of Crystal Dynamics to the Embracer group that they are not affected by what's going on in, with their assistance for the Perfect Dark game. I have a feeling it's going to affect it maybe even the slightest amount. I think it's still, it still will be something of that nature, but we don't even know an expected start date for that or a available release date for the Perfect Dark game. So that being the case, you know, I think that at some point in time we will be getting an update on it. Could it be this month when it comes to the Xbox Game Showcase? We'll wait and see as far as June is concerned, but I think that Perfect Dark. I'm not sure if people are excited for another Perfect Dark. It's something yeah. that I think is you know, these these old IPs that a lot of people like my age would be excited for people your age and younger may not be excited for because they never even got into the series. Or the last time that the Perfect Dark series was involved was a very poorly rated Xbox 360 game.
1: Yeah, and everyone was super hyped about that when it came out. And And then it came out and everyone's like, I don't know about this one. Yeah,
0: it may not be as high profile a game by the time it finally comes out. But I know Microsoft will have some more things up its sleeves. I think what it really needs to do is Hopefully get that deal done with Blizzard and Activision ASAP. And I think that this year is going to be a good conference. But next year is the conference I think everybody needs to see. Because the Activision deal will finally be finalized. Blizzard and Activision will be in fold. They'll talk about an Overwatch 2. They'll talk about, like I said, hopefully a Warcraft. They'll talk about that. They'll talk about some other projects that they, I'm sure that they have along the way. I know Phil Spencer has talked about a lot of the IPs that are like in in the dust that've been just has been just gathering dust that they've talked about possibly re- reigniting. So a lot of good things will happen there, but I really think this is going to be an okay press conference that's coming up here in the month of June, but I really look forward to next year with Xbox.
1: Yeah, and hopefully we have some good releases around the holidays.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I hope so as well, because the Xbox will need it in order to continue the momentum for the sales and the revenue of the Xbox. They're going to need it. That's for sure. What are your thoughts out there on Microsoft and Xbox? Do you think that they will do enough to maintain the great momentum that they have here in 2023? And do you feel like we do that the Xbox Games Pass is the best value in gaming? Please let us know. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. And if you're ready to talk toys... I haven't stopped talking toys. Let's get to it. It's the Jay and Rob Toy Show, and we're back for Season 2 for 10 more episodes of Toy Talking Goodness. And this time, we talk Marvel figures, we talk DC figures, holy grails,
1: playsets, what-if scenarios, and so much more. But we're not alone. We've brought a few friends with us this time. All that and, of course, our action figure spotlight. So check out the Jay
0: and Rob Toy Show Season 2, exclusively on Jinx Esports TV Canada. We're back once again, celebrating 300 episodes with our video game special with Josh Peterson. It's Gerald Glassford. PlayStation, the PlayStation 5. Again, availability, I think, is the first and foremost thing that should be prevalent on their minds. Obviously, they've got the God of War, the sequel to the 2018 reboot that did so well and looks so beautiful. Yeah, amazing game. Yeah, amazing game. And they've got the sequel to this. Everybody thinks that's going to be coming out later this year, barring any delays. But the only thing is, if there's no available PlayStation 5s to play it on, that's going to continue to be a problem. So that should be the first thing that PlayStation conveys is how accessible and how soon can people get their hands on a PlayStation 5
1: yeah that's a great question because I mean I got my PlayStation 5 around this time last year and I had you know I bought it off a of scalper so but you know like we mentioned earlier I we still haven't seen these in store on the shelves at all so yeah when when will this be readily available is the problem a shortage of, of chips like we were saying before or is it just an issue with people buying them up and reselling them
0: well we'll definitely see what happens there but when it comes to Sony and PlayStation, what are the, some of the games that, that you could be looking forward to as gamers coming up in the not too distant future that could be announced at a PlayStation state of play?
1: All right. So, so far, I mean, there aren't any dated PlayStation exclusives for the rest of the year. So, that being said, you know, looking at what's been kind of rumored or announced over the the past couple of years, Anyone who's finished Horizon Zero Dawn knows that they're leading into a trilogy. But what I'm interested in right now are these rumors of a new Resistance game, a new Killzone game. I'd love to see
0: a new Resistance game.
1: Resistance was a great franchise, and this is Guerrilla Games we're talking about. And allegedly, they're working on a new SOCOM. So do you think that there's any truth to those rumors at all? Do you think we might might see something appear here?
0: I have a feeling they're going to throw out something at you. One of those three entities will probably be introduced. I have a feeling that that's going to be the case. I'm not sure which one. If I guess maybe a SOCOM of any of these games would be the one I would think would be mentioned just because the other two that I think that their results left kind of a little bit of bad taste in their mouths. I would love to see the order 1887. I understand that the game was much maligned, but it was the most, I think it was one of the most beautiful-looking games on the PlayStation 4. I think if you put it in a better studio's hands because that studio has dissolved and gone on to different things and actually broken away from Sony uh, and also the the people behind it have left, I really think that it would be in their best interest to take a look at that once again. It didn't sell badly or didn't sell poorly for them. It's always sold well, I think, as far as the discounted price. So I really think they should go ahead and relook at the order and make an order 1887. So I'm hopeful. I won't see it this year, but I'm hopeful down the line that some, at some point they'll revisit that IP.
1: Yeah, I think my like I like that game. My biggest beef was the 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 control mechanics. Like, yeah, it was really hard to like shoot and kill monsters. Like all, all, every well, was of, a, it all was it was
0: it was wasn't it Ben Studios or no? It was a it was a smaller studio given yeah. a triple a game and i think it, you saw the inexperience there doing it and putting it put if you put it in the right hands i think it could be an ip that could really do some numbers for you
1: oh absolutely and it was a like he says a very beautiful game insomniac obviously has spider man 2 and uh wolverine announced but i kind of feel like we might not see those games for a while
0: mm-hmm.
1: naughty dog though moving on to here we have a there is a confirmed last of us remake that has been you know, fl- uh, talked about. And then there is an, a, a rumored Uncharted game. So, how are you feeling? I know, as a fan of Uncharted, how are you feeling about that possibility? And where's going more uncharted? Go?
0: Well, Nathan Drake's arc, I think, has been done. So, you have to go probably to his daughter, which I think it was leaning on when you look at it. I think it was something that I think it's going to be a natural if they go with her. Hopefully something to redeem the fact that the movie was awful, but that's just me when I'm saying that. <laughs> like you said, with Insomniac, they're going to show something from one of their big three. You know, as far as whether it's Sony Santa Monica, whether it's Naughty Dog, or whether it's Insomniac, I think they're going to go ahead and showcase, if not one, if not all of these entities, studios, something from each and every one of them, if not at least one, they're going to showcase off of. So yeah. I have a feeling that when they announce the state of play, which should be coming up here at some point in time here in the, in the coming weeks that I think that they definitely will showcase at least one, two, or even three of those big studios offerings. And I I do see an uncharted, but I don't see an uncharted right now. Again, I think that's for down the road. I think they're going to focus on, like you said, when it comes to naughty dog, they're going to focus on what they need, what they're taking care of first and foremost.
1: Yeah, and that would be the Last of Us remake, I think, is yep. the one that is for sure happening. Yeah, and then, so like you said, we have Sony Santa Monica. Obviously, we'll see God of War Ragnarok. Everyone's kind of talking about whether or not that's actually going to materialize in time for the holiday season. But the issue is Sony has to put something out. I mean, they, they've they gone this entire way. They've had Horizon came out in February, but outside that. GT7, though. Oh, you're right. So they had Horizon Gran Turismo 7, but you know they need, if they're not, if they don't want to fall behind in the console race, they need to put something out this holiday season. Especially the- Again,
0: I think it's more about availability. I think of yeah. all things on the even platform, as much as I would say that Xbox Games Pass is a better value, I think mm-hmm. if all things were even and it was just like a normal, this was 2019. Yeah. Let's say if this were 2019, we could go back in time and have that kind of availability. I think if the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X were both out there right now, given everything, all the parameters, I think that PlayStation 5 would sell more just simply because of the fact that it's coming off of that PlayStation 4 momentum. I think that what this chipset shortage has done is give Xbox the chance to go ahead and make itself much more competitive on this basis and make, make itself much more of an even competitor By showcasing the value and people say, okay, it's the one that it's available. I guess I'll go with that. But PlayStation, you're right. It's about the games with them and the experiences that they're not going to be a part of as far as their Xbox Games Pass. They did announce their own Xbox Games Pass competitor. It's not quite as robust. It's not going to commit to the first party. We're going to throw that on there the same day that they release it to the world like Xbox Games Pass does. It's not quite the value there. They're not willing to go there there yet, but they are going ahead and delving into older aspects of it with this new service. Do you think the service is going to be a game changer for PlayStation 5?
1: No, I don't think so because they're, they're not giving you Sony exclusives on day one. And that's something that will always be working in Microsoft's favor. So we're looking at this, like even if the console is readily available, Microsoft is just putting out more things. So even there's only so many games they can put up on this service. And then you go to, you know, Microsoft, who's constantly updating Games Pass. So I don't really know what it'll look like at this point. But, you know, looking at how much it costs, I guess it's a question of like, how bad do you want it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree on that. But any last thoughts on PlayStation before we head to Mario himself?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, Sony Japan is allegedly working on a new Silent Hill, not new well, either a reboot or a remake. But Hopefully. I don't know. Yeah, yes. we'll see. We'll see what happens. But we, Suck- we saw that
0: before come down the pike for Silent Hill.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, and that ended up causing Kojima to create Death Stranding. So, yep. and then we have Sucker Punch Studios doing rumored to have Ghost of Tsushima 2 around the bend and an untitled Infamous game. Uh, again, that's all hearsay. So. You know, I'm sure we'll get some surprises from Sony, whatever they decide to do, but they definitely have to have something come out this holiday season.
0: What are your thoughts out there on PlayStation? Can they regain their momentum that we talked about that's needed so much in the video game industry, even though, again, the chip shortage is still there and the PlayStation 5 shortages are still there. What are your thoughts on this? They probably will between Nintendo? PlayStation and Xbox probably will have the best set of game releases for 2022. Do you think that's going to be enough to get PlayStation 5 back to the number one status by the end of the year? Please let us know your thoughts or any game that you're looking forward to on PlayStation or any of the games that we're talking about today. Please let us know what you're excited for that's coming up. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. My friend, there's still a lot more to talk about on today's program, and that is Nintendo. Nintendo, again, we talked about it. They just did the price cut on the Nintendo Switch in recent weeks. That, to me, I think is a sign that they want to expand the life of the Nintendo Switch because, they, again, they know that they're still the number one selling console here in the States and worldwide based off their availability. It's still easier to get a Nintendo Switch than any of the others. And I know with Breath of the Wild 2, whenever that decides to come out because that keeps getting delayed and some other entities that are out there, I know there's still a Pokemon on the way. What are your thoughts on Nintendo, where it stands right now in 2022?
1: Nintendo's been tough because, like I said, the amount of games coming out of Nintendo, like first-party titles especially, has slowed down drastically since the console was released. You know, everyone's waiting, like, when's the next Mario game? When's the Breath of the Wild sequel going to come out? When is When are we going to get a new Donkey Kong game? Everyone there's in Star Fox, even there's a bunch of like dormant franchises that people keep expecting things from. And it doesn't sound like they really have any interest in bringing those out. Like right now, all that, well, let me pre- ask
0: you this. I mean, they, every now and then when they do every like 10 years or so, they bring back a Metroid, like they did with Metroid dread. It gains so much as far as from a critical standpoint, but it doesn't sell with Star Fox. Right. And they have these other entities, like you said, that these beloved, I love this game but not 10, 20, 30 million people love it as well. So they didn't buy it. It just ends up, they bring out a new version of it and it doesn't sell. I mean, is that a good gamble for Nintendo to do?
1: Well, the problem is, you know, you look at games like maybe Halo is a bad example, but then you look at like things that are put out by EA and Ubisoft and, you know, you have like the Gears games, like all these big franchises will put out a game every like, two three maybe four years and then you have nintendo who has a mario game and then it's like seven six or seven years until you see another one so there's just too too much time between franchise releases for it to really build momentum and i think that's where they hurt themselves but it's also not a bad thing because that probably means that they're spending time you know they're putting a lot of time care and love into this game but you know it's a double-edged sword so Yeah, I mean, if if they put out a Star Fox, I, I, I feel like there are people who would play it, but it's been so long since the Star Fox game has been released, it might not sell very well. Whereas a Breath of the Wild sequel is going to do gangbusters because every kid who owns a Switch has played Breath of the Wild at some point.
0: That's true, but I don't want to go ahead and say that they can't be successful with it. I mean, look at Halo. Halo was looking like they tried every which way to go ahead and do everything wrong with Halo. They delayed mm-hmm. the game. They put it out in two different pieces. They put it out as far as the base game after Black Friday. And you know what? They proved me wrong on every account. And I'm glad for it because it put they, that means they put out a great product that people love, that people enjoy. And Halo has been a great part of this generation. Mm-hmm. So They've done a great job with that and proven me wrong. Do I mind egg on my face on that account? No, not at all whatsoever. So I'm hoping that that would be the same thing for a Star Fox or some other property that they have that is not the high-profile Zelda, Mario, Pokemon conglomerate. Anything that has a Pokemon or a Zelda on it will sell big time. Mario, depending on the type of Mario game, not talking Mario Party, not talking Mario and Golf. Or- yeah, Mario St- yeah, those sell okay, and they're consistent sellers, but they're not to the level of, say, a Super Mario or Mario Kart That's that will sell millions and millions and millions of, of copies. So if yeah. they can find themselves another entity that's not in the... In fact, that's with all these, th- Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo. If they can find a new IP that people will get behind, I think that could really push them over the edge and put them out as a leader in the industry. I think they're all searching for that. Starfield could be it, but I'm not sure. We'll wait and see.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, with, with Nintendo, like they also have like Bayonetta 3 people have been waiting for for a long time. We I love the-
0: Bayonetta series. The Bayonetta yeah. series has been awesome, and it's been extremely high-rated. Those are some of the highest-rated games on Nintendo platforms, but they don't sell.
1: They don't sell. Yeah. And same thing with like the the Dragon Quest one and two remakes look beautiful. But I don't think that they're going to do the numbers that they're hoping for.
0: Exactly. So it's really hard for Nintendo to go ahead and say, okay, we're going to go ahead and give you what you want, everyone. But in return, you got to go ahead and buy it because look at Metroid. They put out a quality version of Metroid and it didn't sell. And it did sell to the lengths that they needed to go ahead and be satisfied with it going forward.
1: Right. But that was also a 2D like side scroller game that they had started 10 years ago. So I mean it it's it's not the sequel to Metroid that everyone wanted. But I mean, who knows? Like I know they had discussed or not discussed, they had shown like little teasers for a Metroid 4. So I mean, that could be something that very well ends up on the map, so to speak. Well, we'll see
0: what happens there. But again, Nintendo is a force in the industry still. They reduced the price recently on Nintendo Switch. Could that be a key factor in them retaining their large piece of the sales going forward? Along with, hopefully they'll announce a firm release date on Breath of the Wild 2. Hopefully they'll talk more about another Mario game that may be in play. Maybe something as well as far as in the line of a Star Fox. But we'll see. What are your thoughts out there on what Nintendo could put out there and could announce at this upcoming Nintendo conference that they're sure to have sometime in the not-too-distant future? Share us your thoughts. culture PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, my friend, it's been a great conversation on Nintendo, Sony, PlayStation, of course, Microsoft, and Xbox, and all that good stuff, and also E3. But before we head on out, let's talk about some of the major third-party players that are out there. I think, first off, Whenever E3 decides to sit down and talk about what their future is like going forward, they've got some questions to answer in regards to their future because the fact that their value as a company has dropped in recent weeks with the announcement that they are no longer going to have the FIFA license and FIFA is going to go through other third-party you know, distributors. They're going to go through other third-party developers in order to make their games. They said that they will still continue with a soccer game or a football game of some type in that realm. Obviously, they still have the Madden license. Obviously, they still have some other entities that that's coming up, including a you know a you know the games from Bioware with Mass Effect being rumored in recent weeks to possibly have the return of Commander Shepard. They've also talked some uh, Dragon Age. Obviously, that is something that they've worked on. That I think that. Will probably come up first before a Mass Effect Four. So, your thoughts on what's up for EA? I think they're at a crossroads, and I understand they've got the Dead Space remake and all that. But I really think they're at a crossroads right now as a company as they head into twenty twenty two.
1: You know, I I wouldn't so much say that Mass Effect Andromeda was fumbled coming out the gate. It just had, you know, it was had this. uh, It well, I mean, I guess it was fumbled, but it could have been. It could have been something beautiful, but EA really dropped the ball on that. So I would hope that I don't think we're going to get a Mass Effect 4 this year, but I would hope that they have something, you know, they, they, they're able to show us something, maybe some gameplay, give us a little better look at it. Allegedly, we're getting a dead, the Dead Space remake before the year is over. So that'll be something to look forward to. Outside of that, I know with them selling the fee or getting rid of the FIFA license, we're looking at something. You know, we're, we're looking at the possibility of a new soccer franchise approaching here. What do you think of that?
0: Well, I think EA is not going to sell anywhere near without the FIFA license. I think FIFA can take its license to anyone else that wants to go ahead and produce the game. I will well, say, though, again, yeah. that losing the FIFA license will be a big hit for EA. EA can disguise it all they want, a new soccer game, but not having the FIFA license is going to be a big hit for them
1: yeah yeah and you know as far as like the eastern releases go we also you know square is one that we we don't talk we do talk about often but we never like speculate on what they might be pushing out here but we know you know there's a the final fantasy 16 is well they've got a
0: little bit fatter wallet after the money they just got from the abracer group even, even though it wasn't that big of a
1: deal the so. nfts man that whole thing drives me crazy but yeah i mean as far as like production supposed to be done on final fantasy 16 i know i don't know where the uh final fantasy 7 remake final
0: fantasy 14 has been huge 14
1: yeah that's been huge we talked about dragon quest but it's hard with like square because you never know when they're gonna push things out same thing with a, a you know the new kingdom hearts game like some of these games could take forever to hit hit the market and Xbox is trying to get more JRPGs on their consoles. I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, you know, yeah, a lot of these games are more triggered towards Western releases. But, you know, I do enjoy some of the games coming out of the East. I just wish that we had more access to a lot of that stuff.
0: Absolutely. But and still, a lot of that gets over as far as on a worldwide basis. There, I mean, again, we talked about how well Final Fantasy 14 has transcended through different areas of the world, including North America and also Europe. So there's a series right there for you. But for the way FIFA has dominated the charts overseas and without that license, I think it's going to be a big hit for EA. But Dragon Age is something that I think that they're going to go ahead and showcase whenever they do decide to go ahead and have that press conference some coming up sometime in the not-too-distant future. Mass Effect 4, could we see another little snippet from it? I don't know, but... I know since there's Food that they just had a few weeks ago in regards to the promotional material that they accidentally let slip out, that Commander Sheverage is going to be a part of the next Mass Effect. I know that's something people are excited for. But with EA, again, the Dead Space remake, it's great, but it's a remake of a game that has a niche audience. What really, outside of Madden, are they going to be able to do to go ahead and bring a large audience in i mean they they did a horrible job with battlefield that was a bad bad thing that they went ahead and did that was a failure for them as far as they had so many snafus as far as glitches and errors how are they going to be able to make up with that apex legends though has been a great hit across all regions for them so i think that's something that they can look positively upon but is there going to be something new in the barrel for EA going forward? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure.
1: I, I want to see more from you know Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 2 and whatever else might be coming around the corner from the Star Wars franchise. And you know, we talked about Amy Henning and all that. So
0: and that's but she's on not with EA that's a different no no, i mean sorry i'm
1: just i just attach that to star wars
0: yeah don't she yeah Yeah, ea is a bad word for her yes after they let her go yeah ea is somewhere she doesn't want to talk about but i every since they are producing their own star wars games and now since other entities are allowed to produce their own star wars games it's going to be interesting who puts out the best star wars games coming up in the not too distant future so we will get a taste of some type of star wars games i have a feeling when they do have their announcements
1: yeah what other companies? We have Ubisoft, and obviously we'll see something to, along the lines of a new Assassin's Creed game. Skull and Bones will probably be the uh, longest-running joke in history, and we'll see it in about 10 years if we see it at all.
0: <laughs> True.
1: <laughs> but outside that, I mean, I don't imagine we're going to be seeing another Watch Dogs game anytime soon after how horrific the numbers were for Watch Dogs Legion.
0: Absolutely. And with 2k, although with Ubisoft, let's go with Ubisoft because they have been in much speculation in regards to being acquired themselves. So there's a situation where are they a company that's kind of in limbo? Do they want to really release stuff that's out there because of what, could may, what maybe could be coming up for them in the future? We'll have to wait and see. 2k. I think the anticipation for every gamer out there is if and when we're going to get the official announcement on a GTA 6 or maybe even a Red Dead Redemption 3. That could be something that could be in the works as well. I'm sure it is at some point being developed, but I think GTA 6 is going to be the game that they're going to showcase first. But I don't think they're quite ready yet because they're still trying to work out the finalization on everything going on with GTA, the upgrade for this current generation.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny thinking about this, like we had a time when we would speculate on all these different developers and now most of them are under the umbrella of like Sony or Microsoft. So we kind of covered them all in one place and now we're like, well, what's left? We have EA, we have Ubisoft and Rockstar, you know, they're kind of the, the lone rangers out there and who's to say if they won't get picked up here soon. But yeah, I would love to see a another you know and i would love to see footage of another grand theft auto though i'm not too much into that series and rockstar but also i know that what red dead redemption 2 took 10 years plus so, to
0: oh, something in that nature it took a while to go ahead and finish but yeah i do expect something from 2k i think that they're going to give the borderlands world a rest especially after tiny tina's came out so i don't think you're gonna see too much from that realm right now as far as from a 2k standpoint but I do think that they've got stuff in the future. Could we see another Bioshock? Bioshock's been a name that's been out at, you know—it's collecting dust, but has been rumored to yeah. be somewhere lurking in the shadows. Could we see a new Bioshock officially announced?
1: That would be cool. I would love to see a new Bioshock game. I know, you know with the remasters packaged neatly on Xbox and PS5 and Switch uh-huh. that people have, re- there's new interest in it. Allegedly Ken Levine was working on another Bioshock, so we'll see. I don't know. Hopefully it, it does materialize because those games are always a lot of fun. And especially like looking looking at the world now with like all the highly political concepts in Bioshock, like looking at the world now, there's plenty of material to make a game about. So it just feels like the right time for a new Bioshock to be birthed into the world.
0: We'll see what happens there, but my friend, it's been a great conversation. Is there anyone out there that has any questions in regards to the video game scene, what could be coming, or what could be announced this year, or thoughts on the actual sales of units itself as far as this generation is concerned? Please let us know, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Again, it is the video game industry in a whole as we covered so much on this episode, but any last thoughts on the video game industry for you, my friend? Before we head on out.
1: Yeah, actually, as far as like the rest of the year goes, right now, like Digimon Survive is hitting Switch and on July 29th, you know, Blade Chronicles Three, July 29th, Saints Row August 23rd, Splatoon Three. Okay, Task let me stop
0: 2. right there on Saints Row. Your yes. thoughts on Saints Row because I'm really not into it because this reboot of the saints row franchise is taking away i think a lot of the comedy and a lot of what made it special your thoughts on saints row this new rebooted version
1: saints row is such a wacky franchise you know either like i liked the games but it's not it wasn't enough to be like oh man i want to see this to completion like the novelty of it wore off after a few hours so i don't think i'm going to dive into saints row but i'm sure it'll find an audience somewhere But it reminded me
0: so much of what you said about Watch Dogs and how it had that charm initially. And then with each iteration, it started to lose what was so special about it. With Saints Row, it had that humor. It had that personality. Yes, it is a GTA clone. Yes, it was a GTA clone. But it had that personality that separated it from other games because when gta mm-hmm. became successful everyone wanted to make a gta right. clone, especially in that first decade of the century
1: and then you know october is not a bad month for games either we got forespoken on the 11th and gotham knights on the 25th but well, i'm
0: looking forward to forespoken
1: yeah it's just it's just a lot of for the rest of your very spotty releases which is why i'm hoping with these summer gaming conferences that we're going to see it beef up a little bit
0: oh i'm hoping for some good things when it comes to what we're going to be seeing in the video game industry I'm also hoping for some good things out there for you as far as being able to get a new system. If you haven't gotten already, like me, I'm I'm waiting until it becomes more accessible. Right now, I'm still waiting for the industry to go ahead and catch up. But I think it's still going to be until 2023 before it really gets to be where we want it to be in the video game industry.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So for Josh Peterson, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the pub culture cosmos we thank you for listening and here's hoping you have yourself a great